0: had a great holiday last week. We've been driving all around the countryside. We did 2,412 kilometres over the last 10 days. Been amazing. Places to see and places to keep driving past. But it was just so, so good. Hey, hey, want to give a big shout out to for next Sunday, International Sunday. You would have seen Lloyd up here. Next week we're going to have the Lloyd look-alike and called Pastor Boyd. So there's Lloyd and Boyd. Uh, they are twins, yes, that's very true. Uh, so Pastor Boyd's going to be preaching next week and, and Pastor Boyd is our uh, Elam national leader, so it's a real privilege and honor to have, to have Lloyd here today, uh, and then he's, Lloyd is the better looking one, uh, but we have Pastor Boyd next, so you can tell him I said that as well, great, so hey, well, what, a, what an amazing time we're living in, right? Uh, I, I think this is an incredible season that we're in, and it, our 2020 hasn't been, maybe for some it hasn't been the best of years, you might say, for some we'll say, hey, this has been a great year, but today I, I want to talk about a, a, about a topic. Uh, and something that, sometimes it sends shivers down people's spines when we talk about this topic, but, but today I want to come from the aspect of uh, being able to read the season and the times and knowing what to do. Today we're going to talk about the end times. Uh, and, and right now, it, it, it's like I can see people, it's just like a big blanket, shoo, like, <laughs> but it's something that as a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, what that means is that Jesus is coming again. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is something without a shadow of a doubt that should excite us, not cause us to be afraid or, or be scared. So, so today we're going to have a conversation around this, and, and I kind of feel like I've got some great tips and pointers to, to help us as we, as we identify this season, but also knowing what to do. Come on, let's pray right now. Uh, Almighty God, Lord, we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and and Father, I just thank you that, that today, Father, just for an amazing touch of your presence here in this place today. Lord, Lord we thank you that, that Lord Jesus, that we are, we are two or more of us gathered together in your name, Father. God, You said you would be there. And, and Lord, so today we, we praise you that, that Lord Jesus, your, your love and your grace and your mercy is so much for us, oh God, that you would come and presence yourself with us today. Father, I thank you it's not about a building, no, God. It's about your people, Father God, coming together in unity and to give you praise. So, so Lord, today, Lord, uh, Lord, as your word says, Lord, would you command a blessing uh, in hearts and lives today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So well, what what a time we're living in, right? When you when you just have to look at the news and the, and, and to see what's going on around the world and, and, and seeing different like elections that's kind of consumed a lot of people over the last couple of couple of weeks, whether in America or we're here and new governments, new presidents or prime ministers all over the place. And and then, and then there's there's wars, and we were actually in Napier a couple of weeks ago, or actually a few days before the flood, and and so we kind of skipped or we missed that. And, but you watch the news and there's like natural disasters going on, there's wars around the world, there's famines and then there's a thing, you might not have heard this, but there's a thing called a global pandemic that's kind of been around this year. We have things like that and, and it kind of creates a, a chaos in our, in our world and, and sometimes in our thinking and in our heart and, and we hear about conflicts and, and, and we hear about all sorts of things going on and maybe in your house or in our town or, or in our country or around the world. There's things that that kind of make this time or this season we're looking at, and we, 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 can, we can look at it and think, what do we do now? How do we live now? What, what does the future hold? And, and, and this morning, I I've just feel like I've just got a couple of tips, and you might not be expecting a couple of these thoughts, but about living in end times. And, and, and the Bible teaches us or tells us that Jesus is coming back. That's a sure thing. But do we know when? No. So don't come to me after the service and say, I know when Jesus is coming back because you're probably not quite right. <laughs> but here's the thing, uh, when Jesus is coming back, how we live today is the most important thing. Uh, because the Bible teaches us that Jesus is coming back and we have to be ready. Yeah. And there's things about living in a season like this, is like, how do we be ready in times and seasons like we are living in right now. And, and many, who, who's, who's seen the movie Left Behind? It's kind of a 90s movie. Some of the, some of the I was going to say the oldies here, might have been, all the hands gone up. I've seen it quite a few times, Left Behind. Now, if you haven't seen that, it is on Netflix, so you should go and check it out after the service. Now Left Behind is kind of a, a film or a movie that was kind of based on like an end times event. And, and, and how it happens is you, you get it from the name of the movie, Left Behind, because uh, there was a lot of people left behind. But how the movie displays people that were taken, like oh to heaven then, was there's one picture of a, of a part of the movie as an airline pilot. One minute he's flying his plane and then there's a pile of clothes. I wouldn't like to be on that plane. But, but it's described as, the movie shows it as people were shopping in the, in the shopping mall and then there's a pile of clothes on the ground. Uh, people were playing sports, there's a pile of clothes on the ground. They, they were like taken and the movie is like called Left Behind and all that's left behind is a pile of clothes. It's quite, it's quite funny to, to, to see but to, to watch but it's that kind of perspective. I just wonder why all of the clothes are left behind to be honest. You kind of take them all or nothing. Yeah, all or nothing. But you should check the movie out because it kind of gives you a bit of a picture. It's a Hollywood movie, but, um, but of, of that end times event where people will be left behind and some will be taken. And, and, and that should kind of shape our, our picture of our future of eternity, of, of heaven and, and our next steps. And, uh, and, and the Apostle Peter, uh, he gives us a, a great picture. Now today, I, I want to say that we're going to read a lot of scripture today. Uh, a, a lot of scripture. And so if you've got that app on your phone, you can check this out later for your sermon notes and things. But, but I, I, I'm just kind of onto something at the moment about the Word of God. You know, We sung this morning about building uh, our life upon His Word. Uh, the, and that's the Word of God. That's a living and breathing uh, Word of God. And, and this morning, we're going to read a lot of scripture. And, and here's my heart as we read scripture that, that the Word of God will just speak to you. That, that the power of the word of God just spe- it speaks for itself. So, so come on today, and just in the you way know, there's a great presence of the Lord. Let's open our hearts to receive the word of God today. But first, Peter, first Peter says this uh, about about the end times in two Peter chapter three, uh, verse three to ten. It says, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days. Uh, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? Uh, from before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. Uh, verse 5 They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he bought the earth, cut out from the water, and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. Uh, They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he has been patient for your sake. Uh, he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but, but wants any everyone to repent. Verse ten but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Uh, then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements will disappear in fire in the earth and everything in it will be found to deserve judgment. See, what can we learn from this passage? There's a, there's a few things I want to I wanna pull out of that. It's quite a, quite a heavy passage, but it's, some, it's quite descriptive in the, in the sense of things that we can learn from this as, as we live from today. And the first thing is that, that scripture tells us people in end times, people will get distracted. People will get distracted, and, and there will be many uh, people who are going to be distracted just from the busyness of life and, and doing things that they want to do, and as a result, uh, they won't actually recognize the time or the season that they are living in, uh, and the events uh, that are happening uh, all around us, uh, they, they simply uh, don't even see what's happening because they are so distracted, and, and Peter tries to say to us in, in this passage of Scripture that people are going to follow their own desires. I, I, they're going to go and follow their own appetite for, for life and living and, and doing what they think is right. That They'll say things like, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to live this life to the best I can. I'm going to live the way that I want to. And, and there's two questions that I'd like to, you know, to, to throw out there for you to be thinking through. And, and the first question is this, is this. How much of the world am I focused on right now? The second question is, how much of... Heaven am I focused on right now. Matthew 24 says, Where the Son of Man returns, it will be like in Noah's day, that in those days before the flood, uh, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time of Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. And that is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Come on, people, let's, uh, people didn't realize what was going to happen uh, until the flood came and they were swept away uh, they were distracted in life. The second thing that from, from that first Peter we can learn from is there is people are going to forget God people are going to forget God in the end times. And there's an incredible study I've, I've, I've done from, over the last years from the American Evangelical Society. And it's, it's similar to New Zealand and, and its people groups and things. But, but it says this, the research they did uh, was, was saying that between 1927 and 1945, uh, this generation was known as the builder generation. And roughly 65% of that generation uh, were Bible-based believers. And then come the the boomer generation, Uh, and that was a generation born from 1946 to 64, and 35% of that generation identified themselves as Bible-based believers. You can see where we're going here. Then come the, I I didn't realize this one, the buster generation. That's anyone born from 65 to 83. 16%, there's a few hands going up there. Yeah, Uh, 16% of that generation were Bible-based believers. And today we have the millennial generation. That's anyone born from about 1984 to present. uh, present, Only 4% consider themselves as Bible-based. You you can see what's happening. You can see what's happening, the the trends that are happening. And why is this trend happening? Well, Jesus, Jesus actually talks about it in Matthew 24, verse 12. He says, sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. People are going to be distracted uh, and they were going to forget God. The third thing is is that people are not going to be ready. Uh, They are simply just not going to be ready. It's like, I don't know, in my house I have four women, one beautiful wife and three beautiful daughters. Trying to go out sometimes is unbelievably painful. It can take hours I just need to go to the bathroom. I just need to go and look at the mirrors are the worst things when you're trying to go out with, with girls in the house. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but the word of God says in the end times that people are just simply not going to be ready. And Matthew 24, it says, two men will be working together in a field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. So, t- so you too. Must keep watch uh, for if you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Uh, see, my prayer is that, is that God would, would do something in our hearts today that, that would help us to be identify the season and the time, to be able to discern the times that you and I are living in, the seasons that we are living in, so that we can be ready. And then know what to do. And, and, and there's a great picture of, of a group of people in, in First Chronicles 12 that says this. Uh, that knew exactly this, and they were called from the tribe of Issachar. There were 200 leaders of a tribe with their relatives, and all of these men understood the times, the signs of the times, and they knew the best course to take for Israel. See, the men of of this Issachar, this tribe, they they understood the times that they were living in and they knew what to do. And and you know what? I, I want that to be us. I want that to be you, that, uh, that through your relationship with a, a loving God, with, with Jesus, that, that you will have an understanding of the times and seasons that you're living in, not, not something that causes you to be anxious or anxiety or to be fearful or to be scared, but, but that you understand the times that you're living in and to be able to know what to do, something that empowers you with hope. And passion for the Lord. That that's what his message is, is about. And and now, now that if we got that that picture of what end times what how what people are gonna do in end times, but they're gonna forget God, they'll be distracted. It gives us a base to, to what we can do and, and know on going forward. And the first thing is that is to see the significance of each day, see the significance of every day. And and Ephesians 5 says, So be careful how you live. Uh, don't be like fools, but be like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. And and God has got you. I, I need to say that right from the very start, that that God has got you, uh, that he is in control. He hasn't left the throne. He's still in control. He has a great plan and a purpose for your life. There's, there's a, a life with hope and faith and love, and there's an incredible future with him. So so this whole pandemic in 2020 hasn't got kind of God scratching his head, saying, didn't see that coming. He, he's not that kind of way. He, he's, this is a, maybe a part of his plan and his purposes for you and I for this world. And See, no matter where you find yourself, uh, look for significance in every moment. Uh, a couple of days ago, on Thursday, uh, Denise and I were just in Taupo for the night, and, and we're walking down the streets, and, and I, there's, uh, there's a guy there outside the paper class, and he's uh, just begging for money. And, and we start to, you know, in New Zealand, we haven't seen that a whole lot, you know, like some countries around the world, but, but, uh, but I, as I walked past him, it was just something like, no, nah, I can do something here. And, and I'm a bit, but so I just don't want to give out money because you don't actually have cash or coins in your pocket these days. And, 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 and so I said to him, look, mate, are you really hungry? He said, I'm starving. So I said, what do you want for lunch? I'll buy you something. He said, i have a bacon and egg pie, please. So as I walked off and he yells out, and I'll have a flat white too, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, so I got on some bacon egg pie, heated it up and got it back to him. And I said, here you go, mate. I hope this makes your day. And, and he was kind of, you know, you know, for some people you kind of think, oh, okay, what are they going to do with money or whatever? But, but for me, I just said, that's not my part. I've got a significant part to play in his day. Uh, and, and to be honest, the, the significance was probably more for me than for him. It's about stepping out and making a significant... You know, one thing I've discovered in my life is, is that serving others is such a fulfilling thing. That, yeah. that trying to uh, take something that's maybe a menial or normal and, and, and just saying, God, will you use me today? Will you use a bacon and egg pie and a flat white to do something in that guy's heart and life? I, I just believe that you and I have the ability to do something significant every day for someone else. Look for the significance in your day. Don't go, go through your day just by, don't, don't just hold out for December 31st this year. Start living tomorrow and the next day and look for significance, significant things that, that, that maybe in your life as God speaks to you, as the Holy Spirit uh, uses you, but also how you can influence others, how you can serve others. There's nothing like it making a difference in someone else's life. Look for the opportunity. The second thing is this, is to share the unconditional love of God. Share the unl- unconditional love of, of Christ. But see, the key word here is unconditional. God's love is without condition. John 13, verse 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. We are called to love as we have been loved. Some research that had been done uh, just recently as well found out that 87% of unchurched millennials are unchurched for one reason. Is they perceive Christians as being judgmental. And percep- that's, that's a perception of us. That's a perception of me of you, and, 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 and their perception of us is that we are more interested in fixing them than in loving them, and the truth is we are not called to fix anybody because, because we can't fix anybody, you and I, we, can't, we can try our best to fix, fix people, but, but we can't, the only person who can do that is the Holy Spirit, as a, a loving Father, is, is our God, the more we try to fix them, the further we push them away. See, people outside these four walls in, in Pukekohe and in our, in our city and in, in our nation, people outside of these four walls will never experience the love of Christ unless we love them. Yeah, that's right. And when we love them, it, they will come closer. They will come closer. And when they come closer, the same thing that's happened to you and I will happen to them. That journey of faith in Jesus Christ, the one that gives us hope in a future the love of God will take over. It's not our job to fix people; it's our job to love people. The third thing is this, and Ben, you could start to come now, that would be great. Is to fulfil the Great Commission. See, we can do the first two things uh, on our own, uh, but this one we need to do together. The Great Commission is us together influencing our world. In Luke ten two it says, "The harvest." is great, but the workers are few. Uh, so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into this field. And, and that's why as Elin we have a, a leadership college, training uh, leaders, we have schools and, uh, and daycares and, and campuses, seven campuses all over uh, the city. And and, and we, why we do that is that as to bring people together and equip them for the work of ministry as a church. That's our heart, to, to equip you for the ministry that God has placed in in your life and to to expand and to influence others, to raise up leaders and take the gospel everywhere. For God desires for everyone to be saved, everyone. And he has a plan to reach the world and his plan is fulfilled through us. His plan for the world, you're, you're God's A plan to see the world saved for the Great Commission. It's you and it's me. There's no plan B, it's you and it's me, and it's us all together. So what's the Great Commission? Let's look at the last words of what Jesus was asking us uh, to do. In Matthew 28, uh, it says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, these, these new disciples, to obey all my commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even until the end of this age. See, see God's plan for reaching the world is through us. He he could have done it, he can't have done it without us, but but in his wisdom, he chose us. He chose you and he chose me. And and so we we are not called to just survive in our generation. We're called to reach our generation. It's not about being in survival mode. Just getting through the year. It's not about just getting through. It's about the return of Jesus Christ coming. We're called to make a difference. And we're called to be ready. How ready are you today? How ready? Is earth your focus? How much time do you focus on heaven and your tomorrow? Because the truth, the reality is sometimes in life where we're facing situations or loss. I've been in that situation. I'm picking lots of people being in that situation. God, what's going on? Can I say today that are we in the end times? I, I, I don't know but I want to prepare myself and get myself ready. Jesus, if you return tomorrow, I want to be ready. I don't want to be like the people in Noah's day where there was a great flood, that just made fun of him and kept on living and and didn't see that those big clouds coming. Why don't we pray right now? Why don't you close your eyes right now? Maybe God's just putting his finger on something today that Maybe he's putting his finger on some habits or some, or some things that you're just carrying and it's, it's distracting you. You can't see tomorrow, let alone the week after or the next year. Or maybe you're here and you're just actually, someone's invited you today. And if you're really honest, you say, oh, God, who's that? I've forgotten who he is. See, I, I think messages like these are kind of there to challenge us and stir us to take a, a bit of a stock take of where we're at right now, to challenge us with a, how ready are we? Father, I pray for each person here this morning. Lord, I thank you that your love is for us. And Lord, that your heart is not to scare us or cause us to be anxious, oh God, but but your heart is to, to show us and to help us to identify the seasons we're in and, and how we can live well, Father. So, Lord, I pray today. Lord, I just come against all anxiousness about this thought of end times. When's Jesus coming back? Chaos around the world. Lord, I come against all fear, Father, God, all. All thoughts and imaginations, Father God, that seem to build and build and build and just cause us to be anxious about tomorrow and fearful and scared. So, Father, I pray today. I thank you that your hand is for each one, O oh God. Lord, that your love for your children, Father God, you would do anything for your children. So, Father, I praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Just wave your head still bowed and eyes closed, and we're going to come to a close in a few minutes. and. And maybe you're here today and you might say, Daryl, I've, I, you, you, I've listened to what you've said today and, and I, I just feel like something is missing. I, I can't, like, who is this God? and Why would He love me? Why would He, why would he offer me anything? And Can I say today that, that there's a thing called, called sin and it separates us from having a relationship with God. But, but God so loved the world, so loved you, that He, he sent His Son, Jesus, His best, for you and for me to, to take the, the price or the, our sin upon Himself that He would die on a cross and pay the price for our sin. That, that the power of sin would be broken over our life so we could enter into a relationship with a loving Father. And Jesus rose three days later victorious. And He did it for you and for me with for grace for today, mercy and future and hope for tomorrow. And so this morning, maybe you'll hear if, if, if somebody's kind of knocking on the door of your heart right now, I believe that's the Holy Spirit. And, and this morning, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to invite everyone, if you, want, if you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, all I want you to do is I'm going to pray a real simple prayer and just silently in your heart after me. Why don't you pray this prayer? Pray, dear Jesus, I know that you love me. Today I make the decision to give my life to you. I surrender my will to you. Lord, will you come in to my heart? Be the Lord of my life. Today I receive you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wave your eyes closed and every head is bowed. We're, we're not going to embarrass anybody or, or call anybody out. But I do want you to be brave and, and bold right now. If you said yes to Jesus, all I want you to do, like your face there saying, that's me, is to lift your hand up and down. I'm going to count to three. And on three, why don't you lift your hands and say, yes, that's me saying yes to Jesus. One, two, three.